Hey there, and welcome to Wise Women. I'm your host, Andrea. I'm a mama, wife, book lover, coffee lover, and just your everyday woman who's seeking after Christ. Come along with me as we discover deep truths in God's Word, discuss common struggles among Christian women, and build a community to help hold one another accountable. If you're looking for a place to hear real, raw truth and honesty from Scripture, then this is definitely the place for you. So, Grab your Bible and maybe a journal and pen and join me as we dive into today's topic. Hey friends, and thanks again for choosing to join me for another week as we dive into God's Word and grow closer to Him. Last week, we talked about three main areas that women tend to struggle with within their home and how those areas can make us wise or foolish. This week, we're going to focus on two questions. How do we get wisdom? And what's got your heart? We're going to look at three ways that we can obtain wisdom. And then we're going to focus on our heart. So let's pray and then we'll dive into the message today. God, I thank you so much for each woman that is tuned in today. I thank you for their time. I pray that you will bless them for their time. I pray that you will open their ears and their heart to hear what you have to say to them. Help me to speak clearly so that they can receive the message. I pray that you would convict our hearts where they need to be convicted and comfort us where we need to be comforted. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So three ways we can obtain wisdom. I'm just going to go ahead and hit the three points right off the bat and then we're going to go into each one of them. So first, we fear. Second, we hear, and third, we apply. So our scripture today is going to be Proverbs 9.10. I'll just preface this by saying I hope you have your Bible today because we have, we've got a good bit of scripture we're going to dive into today. And um, if you want to have a notepad next to you, it'd probably be helpful just because there's going to be a lot of talking points that we're going to discuss. So Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So the first step to growing in wisdom is to fear. What is fear? Fear is morally reverence. Now you might be like me and be like, What in the world does it mean to reverence? (laughs) Um, I got you. Don't worry. I already looked that one up for you. Reverence is fear mingled with respect and esteem. So there's two types of fear in the scripture. Not this scripture, but in scripture in general. There's two different types of fear. Fear, which means to reverence. And then there's the fear that we think of today And that means to be scared of something or to be afraid of something. So, for example, I have an extreme fear of snakes. Don't like to look at them, hate being being near them, and don't even want to think about them. The thought of it makes me just cringe. Um, But I have a fear of them, not a fear for them. I do, however, have fear for my parents. I respect them, and I value their motives towards me, and I respect 
their desires and wishes towards me as their daughter. And for that reason, I have fear for them. I, I value who they are because I fear them. Not in a sense of, oh, I'm scared of them, but I have fear for them. I reverence them. So you can have fear of something or fear for something. And so what it's referring to in this scripture is fear for the Lord. When we fear someone, we value or respect what they have to say. We esteem their opinion to be really important. Now, with these thoughts in mind, how do we show God reverence? How do we show him that we respect him and that we love him and that we esteem him holy and high and mighty? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked because I've got some scripture for that. John 14, 15 says, if ye love me, keep my commandments. Simple, right? If you love me, keep my commandments. If we love someone, we're going to do what they ask. And not in a sense of, um, I don't want to say in a sense of pleasing, but it is in a sense of pleasing because I want to please the Lord. If my parents ask me to do something, I'm going to do it for them because I want to please them. Partly because I'm a people pleaser and I'm overcoming that, but also because I just, I love them and I want to give them what they need from me. I want to show them that I love them by doing what they've asked of me or spending time with them. And so if you love me, keep my commandments, the scripture says. Well, what are the commandments? Glad you asked again. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40. This is a good chunk of scripture, so... Um, Hopefully you have your Bible. If not, then that's totally fine. Just listen along. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and and the prophets. So what are the commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That's the first commandment. And the second is to love thy neighbor as thyself. And so, if we want to show God that we love him, we have to love him with all our heart, mind, and soul, and love others as we love ourselves. So, the first step to growing in wisdom is to fear God or respect him. When we have respect towards him, all the other things will begin to fall into place because we will want to show him our respect. And when I say all the other things, I'm talking about reading your Bible, making time for prayer, tithing, um, maybe getting rid of a sin habit that you have. All of these things they're going to become a little bit easier because your motive is different for them. It's no longer a to-do list or a checklist of, well, well, God tells me I have to do this. No, 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 no. When we have fear for God, that changes that mindset. It changes it to, God, I want to do this because I love you. I want to do this because I want to show you. 
I want to show you my love. I want to show you how much I respect you and esteem you. So because of that, let me change this part of my life. Let me change my habits here. Let me spend more time in prayer with you because I respect you and I want to value. I want to show you that I value you. So that is one way as to how we can grow in wisdom is to fear God. The second step in growing in wisdom is to hear. Proverbs 2.2 says, So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. Incline means to prick up the ears or to attend. Have you ever had a mentor or maybe someone you just really, really respect? If so, then when they spoke to you, you probably were hanging on every word they said because you were just you were just wanting to hear what they had to say. You were captivated by their by their words and you knew that you could glean information from whatever it is that they were going to say to you. Because you value them. And so you knew that what was going to come out of their mouth was something that was wise. I I have a perfect example of this. I in my student teaching, was had the great honor to be under a lady named Sherry Davis. She was a great godly woman. She was highly respected in her community, highly respected in her school. And man, when she spoke, I just, oh, I was so captivated. And it was always something godly or loving or just wise and Oh, she just had a way of putting things that made so much sense. And so because of that, I just soaked in everything she had to say. And I listened to every word she had to say. It it, it wasn't hard for me to pay attention to her. We have to make ourselves hear wisdom. The scripture says it. So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom. So that thou prick thy ear, attend thine ear to wisdom. There's literally so much noise in our world today. And if we're not careful, we can easily allow ourselves to become comfortable with that noise and with the way that things sound. Sometimes, I say sometimes, really a lot of times, I put music on in the background just to have something going, whether I'm cleaning or I'm playing with my toddler driving down the road. I like to have something, whether it's a podcast, music, something has to be going. But a lot of times when I have music going, my ears aren't really listening to it. For example, when I clean, I just have a playlist and I hit it and I just get to cleaning. But I'm not really listening. I'm just, it's just noise. I'm comfortable and I'm not tuned in to the words that they are saying in the song. But we have to do the opposite of this when it comes to wisdom. We have to attend to what's being said and make sure we're not just listening, but hearing what is being said to us. And sometimes it's not being said. Sometimes it's what we're reading. And so that's where it gets kind of complicated with scripture, I feel like, because Yes, you read it, but your ears also have to hear what you're reading as well. I know that doesn't really make any logical sense, but it's not just, oh, your eyes are reading it and you're, you're understanding it 
because you're reading it. It's your ears are hearing what your eyes are seeing. It's like all of your senses have to come alive almost. The third way we get wisdom to the third way we get wisdom is we have to apply our heart to understanding. And we're going to park here for a little bit and really focus on our second question of the day of what's got your heart. So we've already talked kind of about how do we get the wisdom. Now we're going to talk about what's got your heart. We're also going to talk about the third point, which is to apply. So the first point was we fear. We have to fear God. The second point was we hear wisdom. And now the third point is going to be that we apply. We're going to look at the same scripture that we just looked at for, um, for hearing, and that is Proverbs 2, 2. But we're going to look at the second half of that. And it says, and apply thine heart to understanding. Apply means to stretch or spread out by implication to bend away. We're going to focus on that a lot today. So hope you're ready to hear the word bend a lot. (laughs) Um, Heart is referring to feelings, will, and even intellect. So basically the center of who you are is what your heart is referring to. And understanding Understanding actually means to produce, literally or figuratively, which I thought was super interesting because I never would have put that with this scripture. So essentially, understanding is referring to like producing or gaining, having some sort of increase. If we read that scripture back then, it's saying, and bend your heart or the center of who you are to have an increase or to gain and so we bend our hearts to understanding when I hear the word bend I can't help but think of the phrase to bend over backwards for someone when you do that you're going above and beyond you're making sure you're taking those extra steps those extra measures to help someone out but I think about the word bend as well especially after having children and someone who just entered their 30s, bending is not something that comes easy for me anymore. It requires muscles to be pulled and stretched and requires a good bit of effort on my part. It, it uh, It's uncomfortable a lot of times, to be honest. But um, I'd like to think of our heart in the same way in the scripture. We have to bend our hearts to understanding. Understanding in the scripture is referring to something that is produced. It's some type of gain. And so we have to bend, become uncomfortable to gain something. If we're going to, if we're to increase or gain in our wisdom, then we're going to have to bend our hearts towards the things of God and away from this world. In my opinion, this is the part most of us struggle with. And I think I can safely say for most of us, we know where to find wisdom. We know how to listen for it. But the hard part comes when we have to apply our heart. It's putting the application into steps. It's 
putting feet under what we've heard. It's being the doer and not just the hearer. That's the hard part. I know for me it is anyways. And so that's going to lead us into our next part that we're going to focus on, which is our heart. And Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Treasure in this scripture means to deposit. For where you deposit, that's where your heart is. And I like to think of a deposit as something that we're pouring ourselves into. Maybe it's a job or church. Maybe it's motherhood, social media, a relationship, your spouse, a hobby. The list literally goes on and on. If I had to guess, you're probably thinking of what you pour yourself into right now as I speak. But the question remains, what are you depositing into? What are your treasures? That's the true reflection of your heart. Here's the hard truth. We can listen to great preaching and sit in the best church in the world every week. But until we focus on our hearts and bend them towards the heart of God, nothing's going to change, guys. Nothing. Neglecting to pick up your Bible to read, not making time for prayer, putting your relationship with Jesus on the back burner, it's a reverence issue that stems from our hearts. See, if we respected him and reverenced him the way we say we do, then the actions would follow suit. I would hope that my children don't have to ask me, Mommy, do you love me? I would hope that my actions would be more than enough to prove to them that I love them more than anything in this world. Our actions, words, time should show Jesus that we love him and respect him. Until we make the choice to bend our hearts towards his word and bend our hearts towards him in everything we do, then our lives are going to continue on the path that they're on. And maybe you're okay with that. Maybe you don't want your relationship to change with Christ. But I highly doubt that that's the case. So I want to leave you with this question today. And this is the main question today. We've talked about how do we get wisdom. The three ways we get wisdom. But here's the big kicker for the day. What's got your heart What has a hold of your heart? What are you depositing into? Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And if we're going to apply our heart to understanding, we have to learn to bend our heart away from the things that are comfortable to us so we can have that understanding. And if we're going to bend our heart away, then that means that when we bend our heart away from the world, it's going to be easier to be inclined to hear wisdom. And when we're more inclined to hear wisdom, the Word of God is going to sit in our hearts and we'll be able to just be saturated in it and we'll want to show Him the fear that He deserves. And so that's why I want to focus on the question, what's got your heart 
because it all stems from the heart. I want to challenge you this week to sit down and make a list of things that are keeping you from reading your Bible, spending time in prayer, or prioritizing your walk with God. Make a list of the places you're depositing your time. Maybe it's not time. Maybe it's effort. Maybe it's money. Whatever it is for you, make a list of what is keeping you from growing in your walk with Christ. Make a list of it. But I don't just want you to make a list because that's not enough. We can make lists all days, all day long. We could have sticky notes all over the place and it wouldn't change a single thing. I want you to make the list and then I want you to take time and I want you to pray And ask God how you can begin to loosen the grip on those things. So you can bend your heart towards Him. And and you can't do it alone. You can't. But there are certain things that you can do. And steps that you can take that will help you to loosen that grip. Pray and ask Him to help you. To ask the Holy Spirit to help you loosen the grip on those things of the world so that you can have more time with Him. He can do the work and change your heart, but you have to be willing to let things go. One prayer that I love, and it's so simple, and it's in Psalms, just says, Create in me a clean heart, O Lord. And so, I want to end today with prayer, and I just want you to be encouraged today. I know that this sounds like such a hard message, And it is, but it's also so encouraging because we can have that wisdom if we want it. We have to be willing to get it, though. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your word, and I thank you that your word never comes back void. And I I just thank you that your word is truth, and that in hard times, in good times, in in all the times in between, God, that we can come running to your word and we can hear and receive what we need to have to move forward. And God, I pray this week, bring to mind to each woman the things that are holding them back from growing closer to you. God, convict them in their hearts, comfort them in their hearts, and reassure them that you are walking alongside them the whole way in this journey. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And next week, we are going to dive into practical ways that we can start to read His Word. So if finding time to read Scripture is something that you struggle with, you'll definitely want to make sure you check back next week. So, until then, have a great week!